Hello, hello, Heather Jean here with another episode of Confidence Through Cabaret, the podcast. I am so excited for tonight's discussion. Well, it might not be night where you are, I don't know, but I'm really excited for this episode. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about this podcast. If you're new here, this is all things confidence. So we like to talk about confidence in our personal life, work life and stage life. Our life is our life, so it's not a separate thing. And we all have areas of our life where we have confidence and we have areas of our life where we'd like to grow more confidence. And for a lot of the listeners, where we wanna grow more confidence is in our work life. So that includes showing up as a stage life on social media, that includes uh, any, any kind of place where you need to show up with confidence. And we'd like to try to build episodes that help inform confidence and help you build unshakable confidence. That's the mission for this podcast. So the uh, episode today, we are welcoming Alona Lapari. Hello. Hello, Heather. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to have you here because, of course, we've had a conversation before. And, you know, when you meet somebody and you're just really so connected and you just that somebody, you know, you just you make sense right away. You know, that's how I felt when I met you. So I'm so excited to be sharing this episode with you. Same here, same here. We had really great synergy in our conversation, uh, having you over in my show. So I'm so glad to be on your show and really connect with your audience as well. And I love the mission of your show as well. So thanks for having me here. Oh, it's a pleasure. So Ilona is a business marketing and sales strategist whose mission it is to help coaches to position their expertise and high ticket offers in the market through content, through organic marketing, through sales processes that can help them make six and seven figures and have a real impact on others where the mission wherever their mission is to the way they feel called to be served to be serving to be a service and you know that's really the the whole thing in business is not just to get six or seven figures how do i get six or seven figures of course it's really to be serving our own passion to be you know on our mission and and really to be helping our audiences would you agree Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for pointing that out. A lot of the times, the misconception, especially when you are helping businesses scale and grow to these figures, is that, you know, um, and then charge high ticket and really charge the value for what their offers have to really um, help their clients with achieving results is it's really the misconception is that it's money driven. It's the, the purpose behind this money driven. But um, what I'm most passionate about is the impact that you can make with those six and seven figures. You can hire more team members. You can reach more of your clients. You have more resources overall in order for you to really impact and contribute uh, and make the, the, the unique, authentic impact um in the business and the mission that you have chosen so yeah absolutely it's it's definitely for a good cause yeah i absolutely love that and you know what's so cool is that you know yeah you can hire more help and you you get to connect with people who are doing what they love doing so if you're not if you're not uh you know loving copywriting or you're not loving I don't know, um, uh, social media content. You can hire people and that's what they love doing. So we all get to do what we love doing. Absolutely. You're really creating a space for other people to really uh, work on their craft and their gifts. So it's an amazing uh, giving back uh, to your customers and your business as well. And really, I'm, I'm a big philanthropist myself. I, I've always contributed in things that I always cared about. So I also see this as a channel to really contribute towards causes as well. So that's another reason why I am very driven to my mission, help other people that are driven towards their mission, because then they have the resources so they can make a bigger impact in the world through their business. So that's another way that um, that's that's what is the most fulfilling part for me with with scaling. I love this. So how did you get it started? Where 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 did it all begin? <laughs> 
Yeah, great question. So I'll give you a little bit of a background. I was a corporate employee. Um, my recent role before I transitioned to my own business was an executive um, executive leadership. The company was growing for so many years. I was there for over a decade, and I was very lucky because the company was in growth phase. I did a lot of roles there, um, but uh, it came a time where they were bought out by another company, and uh, I no longer saw myself fulfilled. So I knew that was the end of that path and I needed to figure out what else I was going to do. Was I going to get another job? You know, a lot of things came to my mind at that point. And I really had this unfulfillment with, with because it was lack of growth. And now I know that anywhere there is no growth, there's always a lack of fulfillment because we always need to evolve to learn to grow and also contribute more. So that's where I tapped into looking around many things. I tapped into self-development because I needed to figure out uh, a lot of the things that I was struggling with by just, you know, climbing the corporate ladder personally, you know, a lot of the limitations, a lot of the shows all about uh, confidence, a lot of the imposter syndromes that have showed up along the way um, and things that were really holding me back. So um, I was still working and I started really, you know, working with myself and figuring out all those tumbling blocks. And I tapped into the coaching industry and realized there's so much similarity between what I was doing in my corporate career with building teams and always uh, you know, working with clients and, and team members. And I fell in love with it right away. I said, okay, so I've built another company's vision and mission for so many years. I think it's time for me to really figure out what that's going to look like for me. So that's where I saw entrepreneurship as a really great channel where there was no limitations. I could pretty much grow and, and really create the life that I wanted. And uh, I started from experience. I, I can't say I started from scratch because obviously I had a network and I was positioned well in my career. But when I, you know, started my entrepreneurship journey, I had to start over. You know, I had to start over. I had to learn a lot of things. Many skills were transferable, but of course, I had to gain a lot, uh, a lot of new skills, especially with online marketing and what I'm doing today. So it's been a progression. I did executive coaching, I did career coaching, and uh, within a couple of years, since I've been able to scale my business, I've been positioned as a, as a business strategist, and now I love to help other service providers, really, you know, with the positioning and crafting a high-ticket business model. So they can make a you know bigger impact and um, and make the money so that they can drive their mission forward. That's wonderful. What well, I, I came from a corporate background as well as you know, and I, I I see a lot of similarities as well in transferable skills. What would you say was the biggest difference between having your own business and working in the corporate life? Ooh, the biggest one is the structure and the uncertainty that comes with this field because when you're in a corporate setting, as you know, you're still, um, you know, structured. You're very structured. The, the corporation has many departments. They already have figured out the mishaps. And there's more certainty there. And I was so drawn into certainty before my self-development because of all the fears that I had to overcome. Uh, but in your own business, you are the, you know, the, you're, you're everything. You're is when you're a solopreneur, you're wearing all the hats. So you have to think. You have to be strategic. You have to work on the vision. You have to do the day-to-day -day tactics. You have to do the marketing. You know, you have to put out content. So you have to do all of this. And uh, I really learned, uh, and now I, I, I love it, but I really learned and I could see the difference to really embrace uncertainty and really just take the next right step and take action and build from there and see all my um, setbacks as learning and just build on that and keep increasing my confidence along the way. Because when you're starting anything new, of course, as you said, uh, your confidence really has to be built. And in any new area that you want to build more confidence, you just have to take more action. And you just have to really get uncomfortable before you get comfortable until you get to the next level. And there's a new uncertainty and then you just have to keep going. So that's what I, that, that I would say that's the biggest difference comparing the two. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you're in when you're in a, a corporate environment, you know, there there are people that are subject matter experts uh, in their part of the business. And you you really like even if you do hire a team, you really have to develop some mastery of all of the things, right? Yeah. In a corporate setting or on your in your own business? In your own business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I always knew that in order to um, be successful, you always had to be around people that had a different set of expertise so that you can learn or let people really, you know, help you with that side of the business because of my experience in, in, in corporation. But it's true. A big corporation was a small business at one time, right? It took them so many years to grow to that level. So they have people in departments really very structured and doing their their job descriptions and 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 things that they're doing in order to contribute to the bigger mission. But when you're an entrepreneur, you have to I had to learn really quick how to hire my weaknesses and really focus my energy more on what I needed to do and be more strategic. Really put on the CEO mindset so that I could take the vision forward. Um, but of course, it took a couple of years, you know, it took a couple of years because you have to build, you know, the clientele and the sales in order to be able to have those resources where you could start getting those first couple of people on your team. And, you know, we always we all start with contractors, right? As you said, you get a social media manager, you get a bookkeeper, you get an accountant. Um, and then you build from there. But as you scale, I always say it's always best to start hiring your own team members because the commitment level is so much different and you can really work with them to build on that big, bigger mission and vision. So that's sort of what how I help um, entrepreneurs today scale to six and seven figures. Once you're past six figures, then you're going to need a team. There's no way that you're going to be able to do it on your own. So, yeah. 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 I think, you know, I, I have a six figure business for over 25 years. I've, I've always been at, at six figures, but I, I really was a solopreneur. I didn't have to do all of the social media. I didn't have to do, you know, I, all of the developing my mission and my brand and my, you know, my, my team. I, I, I was in a, position where I was able to offer my day rate to corporates and it was it, it was it was a whole different thing I think the biggest thing for me is is that in the corporate environment there's a lot of masculine energy and I'm not a big fan of the term but it, uh, but by masculine energy I mean like it's all doing and you know achieve like hitting targets and you know d like there's a lot of uh, results orientation. Mm -hmm. And when you're building your own business and you're building something that is truly serving you, there's a lot of feminine energy that comes up that I never really got to experience very much in the corporate world. And by feminine energy, I mean tuning into your intuition. I mean really tuning into your creativity and really tuning into some of the feelings and especially, I mean, for me, I was always, you know, business to consumers, sorry, business to business, never business to consumer. I was always, you know, my business supplying another business, B2B. Um, and now, when, for me, a lot of my work is business to consumers, B2C. So um, I have a lot more responsibility around the feelings and I have to tune into the feminine energy. Do you notice that at all in your business? Okay. Absolutely. When I came out of corporate, the reason why I did it, I started executive coaching was because I was so used to the masculine energy of driving results. And I knew what companies needed. And especially I was helping female leaders be more successful as executives. So um, I have developed a lot of that. But then once I came about to my personal development journey, I realized that there was this other side of me, a whole other side of me where I need to be more creative and really tap into, you know, my inner guide and really get into these new practices of meditation, which have, have sort of transformed my life. Really, you know, introduce myself to new tools and start to really listen 
more deeply into what my inner voice was and what I needed to do. So this whole other side of spirituality, which today I, I, I know it's balanced beautifully and it's really helped me, you know, to become an overall whole individual that's fulfilled. I think at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want to be happy with what we do rather than just achieve, 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 because in and, and one of the reasons why I was unfulfilled in my corporate career is because I was always achieving. And the other thing for me was personal because I was always praised as an achiever for my parents, especially my father. So just by doing my inner work, I realized where that was coming from. And I always needed to achieve in order to be worthy, in order to, you know, um, to, to have that. So I had to do a lot of that stuff, work a lot of that out that is good enough, you know. Uh, whatever I choose is good enough. I don't always have to bring in the results, make the money, you know, drive the numbers. You know, I have to really wash away a lot of that corporate structure stuff in my um, in my own business and really go for more of the tuning in with what my, you know, inner voice is and what is that is going to make me happy first really uh, create a business that is really aligned with my values and what I want to see myself in, in my future 10 to 20 years rather than just what traditionally we are used to define success by, you know, a, a six-figure salary or a seven-figure business just for the sake of making the money. Um, so I had to really, you know, craft my own idea of success. And now that's why I, you know, I tell other people that at the end of the day, success is individual and you have to know what really makes you happy and why you want what you want and really work on that bigger why um, so that you can be fulfilled with what you're doing. And it's not, you're not just reliving someone else's idea of success and comparison, which is a big confidence killer. Really, you know, comparing yourself to someone else that, um, I'd be in a different path. We're all in a different path. And that's what I realized so far at, at the point of the journey I am in. But yeah, no, absolutely. There is a big difference in really developing this other side of the feminine, feminine energy and really utilizing the masculine energy as well. Because if you're in business, you know, we do have to drive things that we have to be strategic with our time and the things we do really you know combining the two and you know making it more harmonic i i believe in all the other areas have to complement you know what you do it's not just business career you know you have to be healthy in your relationships your health you know your mental health all these other areas and in order for us to be whole and be fulfilled we ne we need to put in you know, energy and try to balance. I know sometimes balance is always one of the words that's thrown out there, but, you know, figure out that, how to balance it all and really, you know, have everything work in harm harmony amongst all the other areas. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so rewarding and so tough at the same time. And once you see that, once you know that, that you want to follow your why, that you want to find your harmony, that you want to find that inner peace, it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> you just have to go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once you once you really understand, I get that. For me, it was a, a little boy is always, you know, telling me you're meant for something different. So once you really learn to tune in, you're right. You can't tune out anymore. You always have to go back to that. And when there's uncertainty and hard decisions to be made, um, definitely you have another tool now. I mean, I, I think I'm blessed once I discovered it that there's another tool inside of me and I don't have to get the answers from the outside. And yeah, I, have, I can go inside out and really, you know, reflect all the the actions based on what my intuition is telling me so yeah true so what was your what what were the the best what would you say the best tips are for somebody who's just starting in that journey to to really find that balance starting as an entrepreneur so i would say um first clarify what you want to do right what do you want your next 10 years to look like right craft clarify the vision for what you want your life to look like, right? And really go in, you know, get a practice, get a spiritual practice, whether it's meditation, yoga, whatever have you, everyone has a different uh, method to channel, but 
find one and really get clarity into what is it really be intentional about what you want your life to look like and then based on that really start setting in clarifying you know look around research see what's out there and really um get into you know learning mode see what's happening right now you can get information anywhere um so put yourself out there and see what really clicks with you connects with you and really start putting the clues together step by step and piece by piece so that you can slowly start to create the life that you want it's a complete process it's a process nothing is going to happen overnight and through that process you really discover a lot more about yourself um and that's how you also are evolving along the journey with figuring out what the next path is whether it's your career or you know other things or you're trying to find your partner or whatever else i think it's it it comes down to really clarifying what is it that you want to do and start taking some action steps towards it yeah and i think you know you you for for somebody who's just starting out then you you don't have to know like you have to start from somewhere but you don't have to know and for a lot of us that evolves and changes and our niche changes and our messaging changes and our branding then changes yeah no absolutely start with where you are with what you know and then go from there you it changes because you evolve right just like with my business i've evolved and i know that my values start you know aligning with different things and then your vision gets more clear because a lot of times people get overwhelmed by the vision um and they're like i don't know you know what that is or even life purpose i think we have many purposes and then you know you kind of craft your purpose alongside and whatever you do you know that you're into you grow passion for it and then you sort of supplement that uh, with whatever else is 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 it that you want to do so nothing is ever wasted no experience is ever wasted but start what you have get over perfectionism i'm a recovering you know high achiever and perfectionist get over perfectionism good enough will do it showing up will do it um and just keep going and take the next step and the next step for sure beautiful okay so for the, anybody who's kind of already taken that step and started what's your best advice for scaling um well in in business i'm assuming yeah mhm mm yeah so once you are uh, really have your goals clear right to what is it that they you want to do or scale your business to you have to start delegating you have to start hiring your first couple of team members as i said depending on your uh budget um or your resources that you have in your business you know you start probably with contractors you need to get people on your team that are going to really help you out you can't do everything yourself and overwork yourself to death burnout is a real thing I have encountered it and I always keep an eye on it because as an entrepreneur you're constantly you never keep a lot of times you are just so consumed into what you're doing that time flies and and you have to step back because a lot of times you might be working on things tactical things that you can get someone else to really delegate so you have to really you know check out your your time right so if you know you're making a certain amount of money for per hour if you can get someone else they can help you with that task then you are getting a return on your investment i tend to look at everything as a investment and return on the investment so really start delegating putting uh, everything on a bucket and start delegating them out slowly so that you could scale and work on the mindset mindset is the biggest thing as an entrepreneur uh work on the mindset and crafting the vision and surrounding yourself with a community that is really achieving the results that you want to achieve because it's a, a lot of times it's just one small shift in your mindset can make a whole lot of difference and it will give you a whole different perspective in your business because like i said you tend to get very narrow focused especially when you are in the day to day and working on your business you need to come out and work you know on the on the business as the owner as the ceo rather than inside of it so these would be some of the things to to help people scale at the next level. Amazing. Amazing. And your Facebook group is called Badass Entrepreneurism and and we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about how to find you, but but what what makes an entrepreneur badass? Ooh. Um for me, badass is someone that has defined all their limits, defined all their fears 
and is really constantly evolving. So that's that's why uh, that word really identifies and resonates with my brand, because uh, you know it's someone that's driven, someone that's driven by the mission and is constantly moving forward and scaling their business to the next level for the most impact. But of course, every new level you go into, you have to really you know evolve and and um really put yourself in a different level but never to be afraid of that and just keep growing and growing until you realize your limitless potential i don't think we ever reach our potential in our lifetime so that's what yeah that's what badass means to me beautiful i love that i love that okay speaking of badass if you were performing in cabaret so cabaret, if you're new to this podcast or to the community, uh, cabaret can be anything from singing, dancing, uh, could be burlesque, could be drag, king or queen, could be comedy, could be aerial, could be anything that is, uh, typically cabaret is in a small um, venue. So a lot of singers will have started out in cabarets. Uh, I know Bette Midler talks a lot about having started in little cabarets. A lot of comedians were in little clubs before they you know, got into to bigger venues. Um, it's not always true. A lot of times you'll see cabarets in, in you know, big theaters and things, but, but that's more cabaret acts in a show. So if you were uh, performing in a cabaret performance, what would you be doing? Mm. I love to dance, so I think I would definitely do the dancing. Um, yeah, I love to dance. It's a great release of energy, and it just makes me happy. And uh, it's something I do, you know, to just come out of my everyday and routines. I occasionally will go out and do that. So yeah, I would say dancing. Yeah. Amazing. What kind of dance do you do? Um, I love all types of music. Uh, however, I'm also very attracted because I'm originally Albanian, so I'm uh, very attracted to our traditional music, which is a lot, uh, it has a lot of upbeat energy, so that's something else that I enjoy, but I am up for really anything as long as there's music, it's just the, the food to my soul, and I just, you know, I, I, yeah. I love that. Okay, and what one prop would you take on stage with you while you're dancing? Huh. Catty eyes, like badass cat eyes. I guess uh, <laughs> so nice. appropriate for me, yeah. Yeah, I love that because then you can be as mysterious or as you can have all kinds of moods with that. That's very fun. Mm -hmm. And what would your stage name be? Ooh. <laughs> oh, um, my stage name. I know it can be related to business, but it will be it'll be whatever comes up for me now. So I would say business badass, business badass. Yeah, I love that. Please welcome to the stage, business badass. Yes, hello. <laughs> oh, that's very fun. Um, I ask that question because you know when we're dealing with you mentioned imposter syndrome, um, or that you know those imposter um, kind of commentary that comes up in our brain sometimes of you know can i do this am i good enough am i doing enough am i you know who am i to do you know lots of perfectionism um you know not asking for help is another symptom sometimes of imposter syndrome because it's you know we try and do everything ourselves and so we don't want to look weak um and i ask that because you know that that voice is there to protect us right that voice is there to keep us safe but there is a part of it, and it's not only uh, for people in business, but there is a part of us that is a badass. There's a part of us that is fierce and is strong and is like, I am doing this. I am going to dance on that stage, Do you know? And it's that that we can tune into in the times when we're thinking, oh, my mindset is wrong. I don't, what am I doing? You know, and, and you know, and I love that you're, what, what you're talking about with the, you know, everything is a learning opportunity and, you know, it's all about growth and it's all about, you know, continuing as part of our journey. But there are some days when that is hard to keep going, right? Mm -hmm especially when it's quite early days in your business and Ooh. so tuning into that 
badass business person, you know, uh, or who, whatever your voice is, is strong. And that's where you get to really be able to get fierce and badass. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And uh, I love certain affirmations that keep me definitely focused on the badassery and where I feel it most. But I agree with you. Everyone has a badass inside of them. It's just about really uncovering what that is. Because a lot of times we have so many limitations that we have inherited, right? So really, you know, working on yourself to uncover all of that and really uncovering where your badassery is. It might not be in business. It might be something else. That's okay. That's that's why the journey is so individual. But really having practices where that you can go to daily to remind yourself, you know, that you are that and whatever, you know, is it that you want to achieve to really repeat it to yourself and reprogram and retrain your mind, which is so important towards anything that you want to achieve. But yeah. That's what I would say is um, is the thing that we have to constantly work on. It's not a one shot and done. It's a every day, you know, you're always beating that survival mind that, you know, doesn't want you to show up, doesn't want you to do anything uncomfortable, doesn't want you to move out of your comfort zone because it wants to keep you safe. So we constantly have to remind ourselves of that for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so how do you develop your, your affirmations? What's your practice for that? So I have certain set ones that I know I believe at this point, there was a point in time when, when I started to, you know, um, getting introduced to affirmations, it wasn't always thoughts that I believed. So I started with things I believed, you know, small things, you know, um, and I eventually have developed to, things that I really have um, hardwired in my brain at this point. So one of the things that I always go to is I can do anything I set my mind to. And that is always the affirmation that keeps me going when the going gets tough or I don't feel like doing something or the motivation's not there or you just want to be under covers because it's cold outside, whatever the case might be. I always remind myself on that. And it's really about building your habits as well. I think that's another topic for a bigger topic but it's really about building your daily habits so that you become the person that is going to really achieve the things or the goals that you have set for yourself because it's not just you know enough to tell yourself that you also have to develop and process yourself and transform yourself into that person because I constantly show up I said I'm always that person that shows up so when I don't want to show up it's like I have a conflict with myself I said, okay, you have to show up because you always say that that's what you're going to do. So it's really having that uh, relationship with yourself um, and making sure that that's healthy and you respect yourself. That's how you also show up in the world for other people. I love that. I love that you have created a mindset and supporting habits that if you aren't doing those things, it's a conflict. So then you... It, it because that's momentum right that confidence is just about having that momentum and that's such a beautiful way to establish momentum love that yeah it's a lot of mindset work and that's why a lot of times in in business i see that you know people don't invest in that which is some people see the value of it but other people are more attracted towards you know money income you know sales but 80 percent of anything you do is really transforming yourself into those habits and then the rest just becomes easier because you already have that those values instilled in you and they're in harmony amongst each other and when you don't show up and you conflict one of those you have a problem with yourself you have a conflict with yourself so I say the end of the day I always have to look at myself in the mirror not anyone else so I always take accountability and just say what is it that I can do next how can I improve it always have a continuous improvement mindset and just keep going yeah that is fabulous that is absolutely fabulous i'm going to listen to this part of the podcast again and just kind of go back over that and and just check in with because i'm a big believer in affirmations and uh but and ones that that really kind of resonate and you believe in as you said um but i'm going to just check in with the am i living those affirmations so are they are they worded in a way that creates that conflict when I'm not doing it so that I am doing it. I love that. I love that. Mm. That will get me off Netflix alone. (laughs) (laughs) 
I am so glad. And repetition is how we learn. Sometimes we have to hear something over and over. That's why I love coaching. Because sometimes when you are coaching your clients through something, it's something you need to hear. And you get another aha moment. It's like, okay, I need to be doing that. Because it's so easy for us to help other people, but so much harder for us to help ourselves. Which is why I think coaches need coaches and everyone needs someone that can really hold up the mirror a lot of times um, and really, you know, just shift your perspective a little bit and really reframe things because we can, we, we tend to get lost on our own a lot of times, even though you, we're exposed to this work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fully agree with you. I think, I think that it, it just, it just constantly helps us to learn and grow and, and that's what, and you know, going back to our conversation at the very beginning, uh, you know, around it's not just about making the money; it's about having that growth mindset and that desire to live in that space. If you, if that's true, then, then everything else will fall into place because you are seeing it as a, as a growth opportunity and not just a ah, I left some money on the table on that one. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, and it's all about how you think. I mean. Everything I, I say, that's where everything is. If I say that I'm not going to do something, I'm just not going to do it. And my actions completely reflect my thoughts. So it's it's crazy how powerful it is. So yeah, for sure. Any area of your life, retraining and working with your mindset is the most important thing. And then whatever else shows up according to what you're thinking about. So, and then yeah. other, other things that could be other topics on their own, which I've been so fascinated. I'm, I'm generally fascinated by neuroscience, but really about manifestation and the way things magnetize and all of that stuff. I mean, there's more to it for sure, but it, it all starts with what we're thinking about. Oh yeah, mind is so powerful. So what is your favorite lesson that you've learned up until today? My favorite lesson uh, that I have learned is I think a lot of the things I already said in really, um, I can do anything I set my mind to as long as I'm always learning. Um, I can be of more value to other people. So the more I add value to myself, that's why I'm always very attracted to investing in myself and I see everything as an investment. Um, the more I add more tools and, and things that I know of, the more I can be valuable to other people that I help. So I would say that would be the, maybe one of the other things that I haven't mentioned so far. Yeah, that's really true. That's, that's really true. So let's talk a little bit about where people can find you. Yeah, awesome. So they can find me in my Badass Entrepreneurs Facebook group. So if they're on Facebook, they can go right on Facebook, connect with me there. Or I'm also very present on LinkedIn. So they can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Amazing. Amazing. So if you're listening to this on podcast, you won't be seeing the banner. It's badass entrepreneurs. Um, and if you if you search that, even if it's slightly spelled wrong, you'll find the group on Facebook because it's very it's uh, it's very present on Facebook. How did you grow your Facebook community? Um, so I've grown it with a few strategies, but mo mainly um, really providing good value, really understanding my audience and really helping other people grow, help me grow the group as well um, by referral and inviting other people from other groups that I am part of to really, you know, join our group as well and really making those connections. But the biggest thing to community building is serving them and really providing a lot of great value so that people talk about you and they're inviting other people that they find um, that might find the group helpful. Those are some okay. of the things, yeah. I'm so happy you said that rather than you saying, well, I paid for a lot of ads. <laughs> I do paid, mar uh, paid uh, mar uh, traffic at this point of level of my business, but I've completely scaled organically to six figures and almost close to seven. So I'm, I'm a big believer in organic marketing. This is why I focus on teaching that mostly. Yeah, I think there's something authentic about the organic growth, isn't there? There's something about that your audience is attracted to you, that you're attracting your audience. And it's, it's a beautiful cycle rather than, you know, kind of being clever about the copy and trying to drag people in who really aren't your audience. Everybody's so hung up on numbers, right? Everybody's so hung up on like, you know, how do I, how do I get 10,000 followers? 
And that's great. But if 9,500 of them aren't your ideal audience, yeah, numbers, right? Yeah, definitely go for quality over quantity. And uh, it's, I mean, I'm a big networker and community builder. So for me, it's really about engaging and nurturing relationships, which takes time, but has the biggest ROI. Because at the end of the day, we do business with people we know, like, and trust, and that have, you know, provided value for us. So that's that's one of the things that I just know for sure. And I um, I always come do this comparison. I say, if someone said, I'll give you a million dollars or a great network, you know, I would always pick the network because you're always, a lot of people don't know this, and it took me a while to realize it, but you are tapping into their network as well. So it's not always about the person in front of you. It's really about all the people they know. So, you know, it, it definitely multiplies. So you just have to be in service mindset, show up as your authentic self, and people resonate with things, and uh, they'll see you as a person that can help them with their specific problem, and you'll go from there. Yeah, that that is so true. That is so true that you... You, you just keep showing up as your authentic self, making your offering, and you will grow from there. So uh, what is, how does the holidays work for you? Do you take a break? I, I do take a break. I do take a break, not in my beginning years of entrepreneurship, but nowadays I definitely have people support me. So yeah, for sure, I take breaks and I spend quality time with the family. I have two kids, so um, that's something that's important to me. And I've kind of, you know, worked around and found balance amongst the years as an entrepreneur. So yeah, for sure. We spend some great quality time together. I love how down to earth you are though, because you're talking about it takes a you know, it takes time to grow your Facebook community. It takes, you know, it takes a couple of years to find you know, for your business to get its groove. It takes time for you to build your team so that you can have time off, you know, so that if you're, because at this time of year, what I'm starting to experience with my clients is a lot of them are going, oh, there's all these people having all the success and, and, you know, having all this time off and having all these wonderful first class trips all over the place and all of these wonderful things. And that's great. But you know, you, you need to not compare your chapter one or two or five to their chapter 50. Oh yeah, comparison is is the, the the biggest killer of joy, especially as an entrepreneur. So really, staying focused on your own journey and the process, as I said, um, and not comparing. I think everyone's in our own, and they're in a different phase. I always say success is like fifteen years in the making. All these people we see that we admire, it take it took them that many years, at least a good decade, to build a sustainable business and really, you know, going through the I don't like to say the hustle, but just the day-to-day -day things that you need to do in order to put yourself out there, grow your brand. It takes time. It takes time. And you always have to adapt. And you today you have to be an innovator. Uh, you always have to you know, anticipate the changes. The marketplace is changing. Things are always in movement. So it definitely takes time to grow anything that's worth having. I always say that nowadays, I don't want anything easy because I didn't really learn or grow through it. So that's why I love business. It still pertains to my own personality because I always love a good challenge and I always want to see what I'm about and what else I could do that I didn't do prior. So as long as I always look at back on my journey, I actually wrote a book about this. My book is connecting the vision backwards and it really describes this whole um, idea that I'm talking about that when I look back, I've always been, everything has prepared me for what I am doing now. So I don't want to take the easy way or the shortcut because whatever I'm doing now is really helping me for that future vision that I have. So I just want to enjoy the process and take my time and build it slowly because anything that's worth having, I'm not going to sacrifice my happiness or my health or all these other things, even though at times it does get, you know, you get pulled over by things, but as long as you come back, come back, come back, stay focused, 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 you will, you know, you'll make it in your own lane, you'll make it. Um, and you will be definitely getting to where you want to go within the right timing. Everything that I don't get, I always say, well, this is not the right timing for me. I, I can have everything I want, just not not all at the same time. That's another affirmation I always say. So I say, I can have it all, but not at the, right, all at the same time because I have to grow through it so then I can get it. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's a really that's a tough one for a lot of us, especially when you see all these, you know, um, you you go online and it's your first month and you think, oh, there's all these people making 10k a month and 100k a month, and and then you think, oh, I want that and I want it now. But you have to put in your yeah. time. But you have to put your time and you have to find the right mentors because everyone teaches their process, right? So I'm not shutting down anyone, but you have to find someone that aligns with you. That's why I talk about trust and community. You have to really find someone that is similar journey as you and you really identify and connect with because if you're connected with a coach that can help you scale at that level, obviously the coach is going to give you their process of how they were successful, right? Of course, you know, a good coach would really help you figure out your own way and uh, authentically build a business that makes sense for you and feels good to you. But a lot of the strategies are actually the same or similar, right? So marketing is marketing. Online marketing is online marketing. You have to show up. You have to create content. So a lot of the things are similar. But, you know, you also have to find the right mentor that's aligned with you. I think that's another important point uh, for a lot of people because it's very easy to get sidetracked and to just, you know, go all over the place. And then you find yourself kind of just following 20 people and getting even more confused and on information overwhelmed because everyone is giving you a different strategy or a different way to do it. So fine. I always have like a limit. I was if I have two to three people that I am considering for whatever phase I'm in, and I'm stalking those people until I get to the next level. And I have to completely, fully trust that that decision was the right decision, and just go all in, do the work. I mean, no one can do the work for you either way. So you have to be the one that's constantly showing up and and doing what it takes to really, you know, achieve the results that they want in their business. Yeah. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really true, though. You know, I mean, it's a truism for a reason, right? You you have to you have to put in the work. That's why I say that if you you know, and not just that if it was easy, everyone would do it. But it's like it's not worth it. I don't want anything easy to come to me because I didn't learn anything. There's nothing I can add. I cannot add value to someone else. And because I'm this mindset of impact and contribution, I'm like, if I went through the nitty and gritty and the crazy and the failures and all of that, now I can talk about it. I am more wise. I am more, I can, I can make more of an impact because now I can speak about it very naturally because it's part of my process. It's not something I heard from someone or, you know, that's their journey, which is why I say everyone is so unique because your experiences, your expertise, your gifts, your personality, your character, all of that is different from someone else. So all the things I've gone through are really making the person I'm speaking to you today and you have a different path. You have other experiences, even though we have a lot of commonalities because you were all in the human experience, but it's all very unique. That's why your story is very, very important and how you say it matters. Um, and I hope more people really, you know, put themselves out there and find a channel to really start spreading their message. Because at the end of the day, I think that's really what it is about. That's how we want to make the impact we want to make. So. It's so it's so exciting, isn't it, to think that if everyone was doing that, what the possibilities would be in the world. It's so exciting. Yeah, which is why I think entrepreneurs will change the world. The world would be a better place. We would connect more in meaningful ways rather than how we're connecting. And I mean, in many ways, being online is, it has its blessings because the reason why we can reach all these people and the way we can reach so many people now is because of all these channels that have been created for us. So it's really using everything as a tool to help you and serve you in your mission rather than looking at everything else. Because just like with anything in life, you always have negative and positive. Depends what you focus on. If you're, I think, wise, you will take the positive and you make it work for you and you just leave the negative and learn from it and side, kind of sidetrack it and just use everything as a tool to get, to, to get you to where you want to go. So I think, again, it's the way you really look at it. Everything is all about perspective. You have such a great perspective. And I love sharing this synergy with you because I believe in what you're talking about. And I, and I, I have a, a different experiences and different growth. And, but the, the alignment is just so wonderful. And I, I adore this conversation. 
I just want to um, remind everyone again where to find you. Check out Badass Entrepreneurs Group on Facebook. I'm in there. Um, I don't know if that's how we met. Actually, isn't it funny how you don't you don't really have a memory of where you meet people? You just connect with some people. Yeah, one of these online channels, which is what I was saying. I think we're part of a few groups together, so I think that's maybe where our paths cross. But I'm so glad that you ended up there and. We get to connect and we're actually doing this interview today. So yeah. that's the beauty of uh, what the online world and all these platforms and channels have really provided. The, the real authentic relationships that are coming out of it. Yeah, I love this. And I, I, I look forward to our next conversation. It is just such a refreshing opportunity to share a space with with. Uh, with with you who has uh, so much wisdom um not only from your own growth but about the perspective of other people needing to find their growth and i just so appreciate you sharing with us today well i'm i'm very honored thank you so much for having me on your show and for really creating the space to have this beautiful conversation that is the most fulfillment part of me doing my own show as well so i'm so glad our paths crossed and we are able to share this message with more people in your community as well. Thank you so much. Welcome. So reach out, get involved in Badass Entrepreneurs Group on Facebook. Uh, reach out to Alona, uh, all of the details will be there. Uh, I am so pleased that you are here and part of the Confidence Through Cabaret community, whether you found this on YouTube, on the vodcasts, or whether you found this on um, the podcasts, if you, if you are listening on podcasts, jump over to the Confidence Through Cabaret YouTube channel. There is so much content on there. I will also be doing a commentary on um, my own kind of takeaway of some of the notes that I've made uh, while talking to Alona and and my kind of key takeaways and and ideas. Uh, I will um, I will also share a lot of content uh, from from well, I already have shared content from past, but also share a lot of content. Uh, for, for future guests as well. So jump on over to the YouTube channel. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube channel, we're also available on podcast platforms, Confidence Through Cabaret. And I also pretty much live in my Facebook group, Confidence Through Cabaret community on Facebook. And we have a, a, a lot of fun with lives and challenges and content and supporting and uplifting one another. I mean, that's the point, isn't it? Um, I just want to remind you before we leave, as we always do, confidence through cabaret style, you deserve to feel great in your body. You deserve to have unshakable confidence because it is your body and it is your world and it is your stage. Take up space, own it unapologetically, unshakably, and I'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us. Bye for now. <laughs>